Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. of all times, Sarah and Cord McCoy. And howdy, howdy. we got Tulsa too. Hi, Tulsa. Oh, so how's it going, guys? Good. Going good. Yeah. Just trying to keep up with her. I know, and Tulsa <laughs> just turned two, right? Just turned two. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So I was, I was talking, uh, we were talking a little bit before. Cord and I met on The Amazing Race, which was such a wild experience. Cord, you're a three-time Amazing Racer. And when we did All-Stars with you guys, everybody was like, Cord and Jet, they're the ones to watch out for. They are unstoppable. Do not – like, the Cowboys are going to win. Y'all have this this ability to do everything in – such a record time. Like, if you had to assemble a car, you could put it together half the time of everyone else. Have to, See, it, we, we, we felt the other way. We felt we were so far behind, like, we had to be fast on the challenges because we'd been lost all day and like, we, were, we were fixing to lose. The funny thing about that is it's, it's so much like, uh, like life. You think, well, I've already done the race once, so, like, the second time, I'm going to be really good at it and I'm going to win for sure. And then you run into the same challenges, you have the same problems you did the last time. So it's, uh, does, as much as you like to think that you're prepared for it and you're better the second time, it's still tough. It's, it's still its own challenge. Was it frustrating knowing that everybody was trying to get y'all out because y'all were such a tough team? Like, was that frustrating knowing that was against you the whole time? Well, I guess we never did uh, really feel like we had that chip on our shoulder like we were a tough team. I mean, we, we had our own challenges through everything. Uh, and, and we didn't really intentionally 
not buddy up with people. It's just uh, most of the time we were so lost by ourselves, <laughs> we just felt alone. But uh, no, it, it was good. You'd be amazed like how many friends that we made through the race. We didn't run together, but um, you know we, we still stay in contact with, with a bunch of the racers just because uh, we, we have the same common story. I mean, we, we, we had an experience together that there's only a small group of people in the world that have done uh, to be able to experience those challenges and see the world. And uh, I, I tell so many people that the, the biggest blessing that you get from the amazing race is seeing and realizing what you already have. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty blessed where we live and what we do today. Who do you keep up with from the race? Uh, well, Steve and Allie a bunch. You know, there we went up to uh, Allie's wedding out there. And I guess for a lot of us, uh, you know, with social media these days, from, from Nashville to California to Oklahoma, seems pretty close together that, you know, that we can, we can jump on and, you know, FaceTime a conversation or watching their kids grow up. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. And, and anytime you like, you scroll by one of the racers, you see what they're doing today. And it kind of like takes back, takes you back to memories. Like, Oh, I remember episode six when they yes. were you know, about, the, you know, about to drown or something. So it was, uh, you know, it, it is something that kind of brings you back every time. Well, Jen and I, we owe you our whole race experience because, and Sarah, I don't know when you watch this back, Jen was working cord so hard because we were at one of the stops where we had to assemble a car and I was having a full blown meltdown because I cannot assemble anything. And it was all in a different language. I think we were in China and we had, oh my God, we had to assemble this like 57 million piece electronic car. And I was like, I meant, I can't do it. I I'm like falling apart. And Jen was like, Cord, Cord, you got to give us that express pass. We're the weakest. Like we're no threat. Go ahead and burn it up right now. (laughs) You said, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. Well, I guess the feeling was mutual too, because Jen and I felt like we had this, uh, this this card would have people following us and begging for it all the time, and the, the last thing we want to do is hang on to it. So, um, you know, we wanted to get rid of it too. Of course, y'all were uh, y'all, y'all, y'all were the lucky ones. Oh yeah. Well, I have to say, y'all were a class act the whole time. Such gentlemen, such incredible guys. And Sarah, I know the first time that Cord raced, y'all had just gotten married. Is that right? Like the no, first, the first, first, the first time. Uh, Actually, I knew I was going to go on this trip around the world, and uh, I guess I wanted her hand before I left. So <laughs> I, I asked uh, Sarah to marry me a week before we left to go race the first time. The funny thing is that not many people know is the, the second time they called us and said, um, you know, would you guys be interested in racing again? And we're like, yeah, of course. And they said that we would leave, uh, you know, the, the second week in November. And uh, I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. You know, I'm, you know, Sarah, we've been getting ready for this wedding for a year and a half. Um, so I, I said, you know, I, I appreciate it. We can't. They called back and they said, well, if we left November 14th, would you go? So I actually got married on the 13th and then took off on a trip around the world with my brother. So I kind of honeymooned with my brother, Jet. Uh <laughs> So I, I, I got married and just left the second time. And yeah. I thought he'd come home with a million dollars. I know. So what was it like for you, Sarah, when Je- when Cord left to go race on the world? Not one, not two, but three times in the middle. Of- so first time you were engaged, second time you just got married. I mean, 
what is it like when he's just gone? Because there's no contact. You're gone for a month. You can't communicate at all. You have no idea where he is. What's going yeah. on with you and your world during all that? You just, you try to stay so busy because you can't help but be a little nervous because it's a crazy, scary world out there. But then at the end, too, I mean, of course, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I hope they're winning. I hope they're having fun. And hopefully they come in first. But um, no, it is. It's crazy. So many people ask me. And um, it's just funny because they literally call you and you get so excited to get the phone call from the amazing race. And they're like, they're still alive. Bye. You're oh, really? so they call and check in with you, like the production well, team. They would, they would call like once a week, yeah, just to say, hey, they're, they're alive. That's basically it, like literally it, <laughs> which oh was goodness. just, you know. You're like, can I have some more? <laughs> Are there any more details that you can give me? I know. Like, what's going on? And, yeah. <laughs> she was tough. She never would give in. So... Oh. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah, I feel like the production team, like they are sealed. The lips are sealed. Like they don't give you any extra information. It is the bare minimum. For sure. Okay, so I want to talk about y'all's <laughs> life on the farm because you guys are true cowgirls and <laughs> and you got a little little cowgirl Tulsa. What is, yeah. What is Daddy, Yeah, she wants to talk. She's cowgirl. <laughs> she, Tell she us about it. <laughs> Tulsa, what do you got to say, Tulsa? Tell us everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she picks up new words about everything. Yeah. She's starting to talk so much, so it's so fun. But no, every day, we really get to feel like we get to live out our dream um, here at the ranch and just around livestock. And we were both raised that way. So, um, and then to get to raise Tulsa in the same environment, the same culture, it's so fun. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, we call it difficult. Every day, you don't know what the day is going to bring. You don't know when the cattle are going to get out or when you're going to need more feed. It's just like, you're just, you feel like you're just kind of bouncing off the walls and just trying to survive every day. <laughs> but it's so fun. So, what do you do every day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What is a day in the life yeah, I mean, like for y'all? Uh, today we're <laughs> well, we're, we're actually getting ready. We have uh, two production sales a year, so we raise and train and, and sell bucking bulls. So a lot of the bulls that you see on TV, uh, we we raise at the ranch. So I kind of I kind of switch teams a little bit. I used to ride bulls professionally, and now we're kind of like the, the the coach, I guess, of the, of the bucking bulls. So we're always working on that a lot. We've got a production sale coming up here at the ranch. Um, into November, so getting our catalog set together. Um, we actually bring the auction right here to the ranch and uh, have a couple of circus tents set up there, and we even have a little little, little concert and get together before it. So uh, I don't know, that, that seems to keep us busy, but uh, this weekend there's a, a big bull riding that's on TV in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll take balls to that and, uh, and buck those and, and showcase those. Uh, it's kind of, kind of what I do full-time. Okay, so you bring up a very good point. You are a bull rider, or I don't know if you're still riding bulls, but you are a professional bull rider. What kind of crazy person is a professional bull rider? That's insane. yeah. I think it. Uh, I think it started more for fun when I was just a little bit older than than Tulsa. Uh, you know, I'd go to junior rodeos and you know get on calves and steers for fun. But by the time I was in high school, I was making a living riding bulls uh, in, in in rodeo. So, and then I got a full ride scholarship to go to Southwestern Oklahoma State on a, on a rodeo team. Uh, but after college, I never did fill out a resume. I just went straight into professional bull riding. Uh, it, it, it seems so dangerous and crazy, but, you know, when you're just kind of 
not, not that you're just naturally good at it, but you've put so much time and effort into it. And someone writes you a check for working for eight seconds, it's hard not to do it. Um, I, I guess there's a lot of uh, drawbacks of it. You know, I've woke up in a lot of different hospitals around the country, uh, a lot of stitches and broken bones. But uh, yeah. you definitely, you definitely got to love to do it. Uh, you know, to nod your head for somebody to open the gate on an 1,800-pound animal to, you know, let, let him have his way with you. Uh, but I, I guess you just grow a love into it. And then uh, as I was riding bulls, we kind of was raising our own bulls to practice on. And then it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you, if you play baseball your whole career and then switching to, to coaching. Uh, so I get to still be around the sport uh, almost every weekend and, and be involved. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to be on the other end as well. And your body probably thanks you. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think when you're in the and the gates are about to open and you're about to ride this animal that is doing everything he can to get you off of his back and kill you? Maybe I mean not. I mean I'm sure that's not his goal, but he doesn't care. Doesn't care if he does. What are you thinking in those seconds before the gates open? Well, I, I, I tell a lot of people it's kind of like riding a roller coaster with no seatbelt. I mean, when it when it kind of goes upside down and, and throws you around, um, you you you'd be amazed like how many reporters that we've done interviews with that oh I want to get on a bull I want to sit on a bull. Well, then they sit down in the chute and they can feel an eighteen hundred pound animal breathing and how like how muscled up and how real it gets. Uh, so they kind of kind of second guess it. So it's definitely when you, when you see that gate open up. Uh, it's not that your life flashing before your eyes, but you go to thinking and reacting real fast because uh, you know what a, a small mistake can cause. Do you have a pre-writing ritual, like how to get your mind right? Pray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. You just uh, pray and stretch. I think you got to build a routine, just like any 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 other sports. Uh, this this is what I do. I, I do step one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, you know, and I think it's such a reaction sport. He's talking about, you know, being able to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Well, the best way to learn how to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball is to see it throw at you a million times. So bull riding is the same thing. It's a, it's a reaction sport. Uh, when they open the gate, you don't really have time to think. It's just it's all, all reaction. So, you know, it's all preparation until you crawl over the chute, and then it's just it's, it's game time. You just got to go. And Sarah, what are you like? I mean, like you have to be a certain type of badass woman too to be married to someone <laughs> doing this because like when he's gone on the amazing race, you're like every single time he's throwing himself into this super dangerous situation. What's your routine to prepare for that? Like cord, lots of pray, praying. <laughs> it's um and you just kind of wait, you'd be waiting by the phone every time if I didn't go with him just to get that phone call from him. Um, and if you didn't get one right away, you kind of did start to panic a little bit. But no, extreme faith and lots of prayers. <laughs> I went and sat by Sarah one time in the stands as she watched the other bull riders, and I couldn't already sit beside her. So I, that's why I told her, I was like, there's no use two of us being scared. Just let me be scared. You enjoy the show. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't ever, um, I guess I never got to the point where you're just like, watching it and sitting there calmly like I'm like moving with him as he's riding the bull and just as upset as he is when he falls off you know but uh, oh god yeah. yeah are you guys both kind of adrenaline junkies I don't really think so yeah I wouldn't really consider myself that much you know I, I, I guess you get to where you, you crave it some but you know I don't just like get up in the morning like man I really want to jump out of a plane today I mean like it, it doesn't uh I don't know, it doesn't 
get that much. But I do like riding roller coasters. So I think there's yeah, there, there's there's certain things that it does that you like kind of each, each kicks off of. But I think kind of like what Cord said too. You know, he started by you know, maybe riding sheep and baby calves. You know, and it just kind of evolved to that. So it's not like I don't think he just woke up. You know, like people don't just wake up and be like. I want to become a professional bull rider now that I'm 24 and I'm not sure what I want to do with my life. So it is kind of, I guess, just kind of evolves over time. And then the next thing you know, you're riding professionally and you're like, really? It's funny too, because Court and I talk now that he's retired. We watch the bull riders and we, um, we're like, we're kind of like, oh man, maybe he should give it up. Or what are they thinking? Surely there's a better profession out there. And we're like, well, that was us. So we can't say much. And Sarah, did you ride stuff? Were you in the in the rodeos too? Yes. So we grew up. My, my me and my five sisters. We grew up on five Iowa. Yeah, five sisters. Yeah. What order are you? I'm second to youngest. Okay. Second to youngest. Yeah. So in our dad rode um, rode professionally as well, but we we grew up around it. So again, I think that kind of made it a little bit easier when you know your husband's a bull rider, but. Um, yeah, we were, we were we grew up around it and we rodeoed a little bit. So, what are some? I feel like everyone needs to know some mm. of the basic, like mm. uh, I don't even remember the word I'm looking for, like the cowboy code, like the cowboy and cowgirl code. Like nobody is better than cowboys mm. and cowgirls. Okay. Like, so like keeping their word, following through. Like, what are some of the codes that you live by? Because I feel like. That's lost on a lot of people in the world. But, like, when you're a cowboy and a cowgirl, like, you have this, like, certain set of standards and codes that's just, like, just how it is. So what are some of those? Yeah. I, I think they might uh, even call it, like, the code of the West. But I think just uh, honesty would be the one of the, the, the biggest things. I mean, that uh, you know, it, it takes so long to earn and then in one day uh, to lose it forever. And I, I that's think that's true. what kind of, you kind of uh, grow up with. Uh, standing behind your word um you know you know watching what you say but when you say it mean it uh kind of idea um i don't know i think we maybe just our families kind of grow up with the uh, you know working hard of, of earning your keep as well and i think that'd be three of the main things that i think about um and i think that kind of the new popular thing about it is it's, it's not being a cowboy is not even in, you know, the, the, the cowboy hat or the boots. It, it's kind of the way of life, and um, it, it's kind of a, a new popular thing I really like. You know, you can live downtown New York City and live that code of the West, that, that cowboy way, um, you know, because if I walk out there without a hat on and even more sneakers, the bulls or the cows wouldn't care. It's not a dress code for the cows. Uh, you know, it's, it's the way you treat them and feeding them. Uh, you know, I can wear uh, Bermuda shorts and still feed them, and they'd still be happy. Um, so the, the the dress code is not a, not it. I think it is a way of life. That makes you the code of the West or the you know cowboy way. I agree, Sarah. What do you think? Do you have anything to add to the codes? I agree, but um, I also want to add in there being a steward of the land and really being just grateful, um, grateful for every day and being kind. I think. Um, Cowboys are some of the kindest, cowboys and cowgirls as a whole are some of the kindest people in the world. Um, so always having that willing, willingness to help others. And I agree. It's, a, it's realized it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small world. Just like Sarah says, though, you know, treating someone bad, the news travels fast. And, and, and it's all like uh, close-knit. And, and I think the, 
the world has got so fast in some places that, you know, offending somebody is not that big a deal because they can go to the next person and make a friendship. When the person you offend knows the next person you're going to meet as well, it, it seems to hold more more weight behind it that, you know, if I know if I treat him bad, the next guy is not going to do business with me. And I think that's a, a, a way of life uh, that's, that's still alive in the, the, the cowboy way or the Western way of life. I feel like the cowboy work ethic is unlike anyone's work ethic also. And the lack of complaining. Like, I feel like cowboys and cowgirls don't complain. Like, say your cows get out or something's happening with your crops or whatever's going on. Like, you really can't sit around and complain about it because you just got to take action, right? Yeah, there's usually nobody to listen, so <laughs> I, can, I can complain to myself, maybe. You know, there, there were some things that uh, I, I feel like I'm, I learned on the Amazing Race that made me better. Um, like what? And that there was – well, there was, there was things that I didn't really know how to do uh, when I started, but you know the, the persistence of uh, uh, the faster I can learn how to do this job, the faster I can be done to go to the next leg of the race. And, and it's one thing that I still uh, take with me today is like I'll, I'll step into a, a new job or a new uh, challenge, and I will think back to the amazing race thinking, you know what, just, just grind it out, even if it's like, carrying a thousand bags, 50 feet, you know, the, the, the faster I carry the first 50, the faster the rest of them go. Um, so there, there's some things that I feel like I, I learned on the race that it, it still affects uh, the challenges that we have today. Well, and Sarah, I want you to know this court. I don't know if you know this too. The Cowboys, they got stuff done faster than anyone. <laughs> Even if they didn't know how to do it, like court is saying, the Cowboys would figure it out. It's like the way your brain worked. Y'all could just assess the situation and then knock it out of the park as like faster than anyone. It was almost like magic sometimes. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> it didn't feel like that at the time. I'll get this straight. So what are some of the things that you took away from the Amazing Race? You said you learned some stuff. I learned a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, what we started with, though, uh, just the, the appreciation. I, I know a lot of them was uh, Sri Lanka, India, and there were some, some challenging locations that we went to. And, uh, you know, I don't know, just be raising Tulsa today and all the little, little kids out there that were pretty, pretty challenging locations that we went through. And, man, you know, cause you, you take off on the race, and the only thing you can think about is that million bucks and how I'm going to spend it when I get home. And by the time you get halfway around the world, uh, headed back to the other side, it's, it's not – you don't feel like you're racing for the million dollars anymore. I mean, you, you want to win first. You want to do a good job. But, like, who am I to, to whine about anything of some of the places that, that we got to see? So. I totally agree. Just the appreciation of realizing how blessed we are and how much we have over here. Like it's unbelievable. And how much, how little it takes to actually be happy. Like if you, have, if you have a happy marriage and a, a life that you love, you're better than most. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, and that was one of the things and, and not to talk about, about some of the, the, the countries that we went in, but it, like the, the, the wealth of the countries didn't always relate exactly to the, the happiness that they had. I mean, some of the, the richest, you know, most prevalent locations, you know, historic location in the world was kind of like rude. People wouldn't give us directions. And then you'd go to the poorest people in the world, didn't even have shoes or a shirt. 
uh, you know, would, would work and help and, you know, be happy as can be all day long. You know, and I think it was just kind of kind of hit you with a realization of, uh, you know, <laughs> what makes you happy. I totally agree. So, Sarah, I, I want to add to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, 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 it go ahead. brought back memories because I can remember Cord coming back. I can't remember what country it is. This guy is like the least picky eater ever. But um, I remember him telling me one country he went to, he couldn't even eat the noodles because of the water that they were cooked in. Like, it was that bad. I think it was yeah. India. Yeah. And yeah. I, I remind myself of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. Sarah, I want to talk to you guys about y'all's journey to Tulsa. Your sweet little girl who everyone hearing this like a beautiful little buzzing, chirping angel in the background. That's Tulsa. Because you guys had a seven-year journey to her. And I'm probably going to get emotional because now that I'm a mom, we struggled for like a year to have Sunny, but like y'all, y'all waited seven years for Tulsa. Talk to me about that journey and just, yeah. Well, I guess I, I, I'll start by, uh, I actually met my wife, Sarah, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was a, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a joke 
at first, and we're going to have a girl first, and, uh, you know, and that we would name her Tulsa. It was, it was like a joke, but it kind of stuck over a, a seven-year period. Um, but uh, Sarah, I guess she went to the bull riding on Friday night, and she told her dad that, uh, you know, she was at bull riding. and said, hey, her dad said, if you see this little red-headed cowboy, to tell him to tell his dad I said hello. And then our dads knew each other, and we had never met. So uh, Saturday night, this little boy that a girl walks up and said, hey, my dad told me to tell you that hello. And I said, so y'all's dads <laughs> basically set y'all up. Well, I don't know if they set us up, but uh, that was kind of a joke at the wedding. Uh, two years later, I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you, Dad. Steve told me to tell you hello. You know? <laughs> so I, I forgot about that real fast. Um, <laughs> but that's how we met in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then Sarah can tell the story. Well, I have to add... This, this might make me sound a little bit crazy, but I'm not, I'm not really that crazy. <laughs> I told you I have five sisters. She's married bull rider. Daddy's girl. Um, but he did. He kind of treated us like boys. So we never had that, like, really, I don't know. We had to talk about boyfriends and getting married and things like that with our dad. I just, we just didn't have conversations like that. But um, like Cord said, my dad told him to tell, be sure to tell this, this Cord high. He knew him, knew his dad and all that. Um, in the next day after I met Ford, I called my dad and I said, okay, I just got to tell you something. Don't tell anybody this, but I'm going to marry that man. How did you know? What was it? You know, and that's the thing. It sounds so crazy, but it's like literally love at first sight. And just then she, then she played hard to get for two years. So don't let her lie. <laughs> I know. I was just like in shock. Oh my goodness. But, um, sweep you off your feet. I mean, that's it, it literally, it was like that. It was just love at first sight. So, um, what, what, what do you, what do you think? What, what was it that made you say cord is the one? I, I, mm. I can't tell you. It's just a mixture of, it was just the emotions were just overwhelming. And it was, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Mm. I didn't tell him that of course, cause he probably would have ran really, really, really fast. Like, I'm going to marry you. Mm. You just don't know it. But why? And then you played hard to get for two years. Was that intentional? No, no, no. Not two years. Not two years. I mean, oh, I, I do think if two years his way, we probably would have gotten married right away. But uh, <laughs> I had to, this happened really fast. I had to digest this a little bit. But um, no. Or it was, was it instant well, for you? It, was it instant for you too? Uh, no. I, 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 got her, I got her phone number, I guess. Yeah. And I think we kind of started, um, you know, texting and calling back and forth. And then. I'm just realizing how much more we had in common, and, and then you you want to spend more time with each other. I will say the first time that she came to Oklahoma, when she left, uh, I remember we, we stopped at Brahms there and, and ate ice cream, whatever, before she left. And when she left, I, I thought she was the one. Like, she was, I'm going to marry that girl, you know. So then it was another, you know, year and a half before we actually got married. But yeah. yeah, so we were engaged for a year, and then – married on the 13th he left for the amazing race on the 14th or something like that um but no being being a mother has been a lifelong dream of mine um i can remember i went to college in marketing class my when i was a senior it was like an advanced marketing class i remember my professor being like sarah if you could have any job work for any corporation what would it be and i had no answer for him i said i just really want to be a mom <laughs> I remember his jaw dropping, but um, being being a mother and being parents um, has been a dream of ours, I, I would say, since the day we got married. Um, and it's one of those things, you know, as a kid, or not as a kid, but as a young adult, you think the instant, and you can relate to this, Caroline, the instant you're ready to become a mother, you think it's going to happen just like that, like it does for all your friends, you know? 
and it didn't. And um, again, extreme faith, I just kind of kept telling myself, you know, God has a plan, just stay patient, don't get too worked up, you know, it'll happen when it's meant to happen, you know? Well, one year passed, two year passed, three year passed, um, at that point, we're kind of like, uh, okay, and um, we did go and get a little bit of medical help and be sure that we were both extremely healthy, and they're all like, yep, you're, everything's perfect, you know? And goodness, I think another, another year or two passed, and we were kind of getting ready to I don't know. We were looking at each other like, <laughs> what, what is this? You know, why, why us? Why, you know, you hear stories about people complaining in a way that they're pregnant again or, you know, and those would hurt so bad. And it was just, um, I know. How did you deal with that? Because I know you just in the one year that we were waiting and feeling like, what if this never happens? Like it was really one of the hardest, most depressing years of my life because the same as you, it's like, I wanted to be a mother more than anything. And then there's this thought, like, what if it never happens? How did you deal with those emotions? I, I can't tell you just one day at a time, honestly. And um, I guess I'm probably not the best at dealing with, you know, the, the pain and the hardship of it. So I kind of just, I've just tried to distract myself and, and at the same time, just keep praying. And the, the instant we, I feel like, we gave in a way gave up we're not we're not giver uppers by any means but when i just really laid it down and gave it all to god um and just said you know and i knew in my heart too that in some way way or another we were going to be parents whether that was through adoption or whatnot but right when we were to the point where we were getting ready to seek um more intense i guess medical help um we, we found out we were pregnant and um it's just been a dream yeah so, so we didn't say actually that, that when they finally let go of the, like the control or whatever. And I, I mean, that's sort of how we were. Yeah. We had had an, an early miscarriage and I had another miscarriage. And like my gyno was like, I just think you're probably going to have to go to the next steps. And I was so over it and depressed and sad. I was like, I am done with all this. And then that's when we got pregnant too. Like when we weren't even thinking about it. Why is it when you finally let go of that control that it happens? You hear that all the time. I don't know. I mean, I can't help but think that God is really, really talking to us and saying, hey, hey, Sarah, you know, this is this is on my time. This is my plan, you know, and um, just to really turn it over to him, no matter what we go through and challenges in life and so forth. Do you feel like but, waiting for seven years has made y'all be different parents than you would if you would have gotten pregnant right away? Definitely. Definitely. I, I see people that have kids when they're you know, late teens, and I'm I'm 40 years old. I have, you know, my challenge is being a dad, and uh, I'm like, thank God that we waited this long. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I would have, uh, you know, handled this little gal running around like crazy, uh, you know, before then. So I, I think it is it is it is God's timing. I I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm thankful for whenever she comes, but. Uh, you know, we, we, we had maybe more time to get prepared than others. Um, and I'd like to add to like, I just have extreme appreciation every day when I wake up that I get to be her mother and I get the gift of motherhood because for so yes. long I didn't know if it would happen. So. Yes. Sarah, I totally relate to you and I, I feel that emotion as well. And I feel like because of that, 
I, and I'm, this is clearly how you feel too. Like I don't get frustrated with the little things. And yes, there's some days where I am so tired and I am so happy for bedtime and I just want to have a glass of wine and get in the bath by myself. But every day I am so thankful that I get to be her mother. And I, I don't know if I would have had that same appreciation either. And I can't even imagine when you're for seven years, I just was one year. So it's just like, I do think it's a blessing in the long run. It can totally be a blessing. Sure. Your mindset and appreciation. For sure. For sure. The so-called little battles of motherhood and parenting and stuff. It's like, it's so fun. I love it. I love it when we're up for a challenge, you know, it's, it's just pure joy all the time. Good, bad, or otherwise it's, um, we just feel so blessed and we're so grateful and we just never take a day of being parents for granted. <laughs> So what has parenthood taught you guys and how has it shifted your marriage? Mm. No, that's a, that's a, that's a deep question. Right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's shifted our, uh, marriage at all. Um, man, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got its own challenges. You, you, you want to be, uh, the, the, the best dad that you can be. And I think it's the maybe more responsibility for, uh, being a good example. I mean, if if you if you look at the little girl walk around with one shoe on right now, that you know you, you want to be the example of uh, you know what she needs to find in a in a man. Like it's a a big responsibility. And uh, and today, every word that you say, she knows and she takes it in and digests it. Uh, I don't know. It's it's responsibility to be a a, a good dad. I think. I would say too, um, you know, I have to remind myself the seven year journey. And like I said, I'm just like absolutely in love with this little girl, but I'm also in love with this man. And, um, sometimes I do feel, and I have to remind myself because the, the husband has to come first. And I have to remind myself that, you know, because it's hard, we get so wrapped up in, in being, being a mother that we can't forget that we have to be a wife too. So that, that's always a daily battle. Um, but Cord's been, Cord's been a trooper. <laughs> well, especially like for me, that first year of Sunny's life, which I feel like now she's one, we're in a routine and all this stuff. But like the first six months for sure, I was an emotional mess. I couldn't even, I, I just, I could not... I could not see the forest for the trees for a minute for like my old life. Like it took me a while to get my own bearings and like feel like I could be myself again. And that it's a little bit of a transition period. Sure. You know, just coming up with your new normal. For sure. <laughs> for sure. We're still looking for the normal. Yeah. Yeah. Every <laughs> maybe, day it's just... maybe it never comes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that it does, but if you yeah. have, if you find the secret or the, the, yeah. the big tip, you the amazing race has not ended yet. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're still going. I know. I kind of thought when the amazing race was over. locations do challenges all the time. That's so true. I thought there was like a moment when the amazing race ended. I was like, will I ever have adventure like this again in my life? And then it's like, oh yes, yes, yes. Marriage, <laughs> parenthood. Yeah, sure. Here's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. So Sarah, I want to talk to you about your business too, because you not only are this incredible cowgirl, mom, wife, all that, you have a very thriving business, which I have several friends who I, you're going to have to say, say it, are a part Money. of Money. Are part of Money. And it's an incredible like hair shampoo product, but also lifestyle. It's like really 
mentally, it's all about the lifestyle too. And like mm -hmm. getting your brain right and like positive thinking and like teamwork and talk to me about how you got involved with that and how that has like just opened your life up to a new way. For sure. So it was actually um, about a year before I became pregnant. I, my hair was in pretty bad shape and I went to my new hairstylist and she introduced me to the products and I'd been involved in other companies before major failure, um, might I add. But anyways, I, I knew these products were different. Um, and I just kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to use them. I know there's tons of people that can benefit from them. I'm just going to dive in and what do I have to lose? Nothing, you know, um, at, the, at that time, little did I know how much I needed this opportunity. Um, so I just dove in and, um, it quickly evolved where it was more so a platform aside from the amazing products, amazing skincare, amazing wellness products. It was a platform for me to, um, to help other women and to show them that they can believe in themselves, they can change their life, they can do anything they want to do when, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know, I know you can probably relate to us, or to me, it's a daily battle up here. Sometimes oh, yeah. We feel like we're not working, we feel like we're not capable, we feel like we're not like those other girls. So um, it's just evolved into this big community and amazing culture that I'm just so grateful because but most importantly, I never, ever have to miss a moment with Tulsa as crazy and chaotic as the day gets and you feel like you don't get anything done. Um, I get to own every hour of my day and still be a cowgirl, be a rancher, and be a wife. From home. <laughs> and that, to me, I feel like as a mother who also wants to have my career going as well but doesn't want to miss out on my child's life, I want to be a great wife, I want to be involved with all that, I totally think that this day and age, opportunities like this for women to get involved with amazing companies and work from home and be able to build and grow. And really, you set the limit for how high you can go with it. And you can do it all on your own time. What an opportunity that we live in as women this day and age where we don't feel like we have to sacrifice. Because I don't want to teach Sunny that you're going to grow up and get married and not chase a career or have a dream. Like I want her to know that... like. You can do it all. And it, yeah, it's tiring yeah. and it's not easy, but you can. And I think that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. What a great. For sure. What a great oh, opportunity. Are you here? Hello? Hello? I see y'all. Uh -oh. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Oh yes. Gosh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. We're okay, here. Um, no, and like you said, it's like. To be able to have Tulsa at my side every hour of the day, even when I'm hustling and working and inspiring and trying to help as many people as I possibly can, I know I know she hears a lot of that, like Cord said. They're always listening. Their ears, are they're just sponges, and they soak that up. So um, just to kind of lead the pathway, too, for her and the younger generations that um, I guess you can't – we don't have to fall into that trap of society that we have to go – go to work, clock in, clock out, you know, send our kids to daycare, make somebody else richer. We really can work on our own terms and dream as big as we want to dream. So um, I'm, like I said, little did I know I needed that opportunity, but I did. And it's been, it's been a fun ride. Three and a half years now, crazy enough. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Also, yeah. thought, earlier when you were talking about the cow, cowboy cowgirl code, Sarah, you said something about respecting the land. And then Cord, you were talking about the animals. Tell me y'all's relationship with animals because I feel like sometimes it's it, we don't as well like in the world I live in like I'm not interacting with animals on a daily basis like you are like working with them you know almost as a partnership. 
Tell me how you guys view animals and how that partnership works. Well, I mean, I guess uh, you, you take horses, for example. I mean, it, the only thing that you're going to get out of the horses is what you, what you, what you put in. I mean, it's, it's building a, a relationship with them uh, that they want to work together with you. Uh, you know, and I, I think it's the, you know, for Sarah's family, they live in Iowa and they, they raise corn and feed cattle. And, you know, we, we raise, uh, you know, bulls and cattle here as well. Um, to, to even feel like that you're you're feeding the world, um, you know, not just not just our bulls for for entertainment that you you watch on TV, and uh, you know those, those bulls have to love to do it anyways. I mean, you're just opening the gate, and, and you know they they realize the the challenge and the battle between you know the 150 pound rider on them and and, and the bull, uh, you know that if they can buck them off in faster than eight seconds, that they win. I mean, they they realize that. But I think. Uh, you know, it's taking care of the land as well because, you know, if, if you abuse the land, uh, it's not going to give back to you. And, and like this ranch, I mean, I'd, I'd like to be buried under a big oak tree here in 30 or 40 years, but, uh, you know, if I don't treat the land well, I'm not even going to get next year, much less the next 40 or 50 years. So I think you, you feel like you're, you're stewards of the land of, uh, you know, not, not overgrazing and taking care of your cattle and taking care of the land to always make it better. And even when I, when I build pens out here, I feel like, you know, that someday Tulsa and maybe her husband uh, will be working on the same ranch. So the, the, the job that I do today is going to affect generations to come. So true. I, I feel like that's just so wise to think of it. Like, cause sometimes we live in a culture where it's like, get everything you can as fast as you can and don't really value the long run. But in the long run, it's going to be gone. If we don't value yeah, it now, the, the land and the cattle don't work just that way. <laughs> you, you've got to, got to take care of it. Um, you know, even, even this year to, uh, to, to be able to survive next year. I mean, it's, it's that fast of a, of a turnaround, uh, in, in abusing the land or, or, uh, taking care of your cattle. I mean, because, um, if you don't give to them, they, they just, they can't give back to you. I mean, it's, it's like your, like your kids out there, your family, uh, you have to, you have to care for them and, you know, they, they eat every day, and the most challenging days for for them uh, is when you have to be there. You know, you talk about the when storms roll in or uh, ice storms, snow storms, or even in the heat of the, the summer, uh, you know, being too hot. So, you know, everybody wants to be a cowboy when it's 72 degrees outside and it's deep grass. It's when it's, uh, you know, freezing cold for, for a week or 110 degrees for a week that, uh, you know, that's when, that's when cowboys get few and far between. Amen to Usually that. Usually when the cowgirls take care of it, though. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what do you, how do you survive those hard times, like the droughts and the heat waves and all that? Like, what do you, what do, you do to make well, it? Well, I think uh, water, water and shade, I think, would be the most important, uh, you know, saying in the, the heat of the summer. Uh, you know, you talk about the, the winter. Uh, especially where they're from in Iowa is, is having coverage for those cattle to be able to get in the heat and, uh, you know, having enough uh, feed and, and protein and, and fat on their bodies to be able to, to, to take the cold as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's hundreds of years and several generations that have, have trained uh, the farmers and ranchers and the cattle as well to be able to, to, to take the temperatures. And you talk about just even the, the breedings of cattle in different regions from Canada to, to Mexico uh, being able to, to take the heat in the south and take the cold in the north. 
So it's a, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of technology in it as well. Um, okay, so I have a few more questions, and then I'll let you wrap up, because I know you are in the big middle of doing all sorts of stuff. You said you're like having a big set. <laughs> Uh, so what are some of your secrets to marriage? Because I feel like you guys have a really, <laughs> a really strong marriage. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect every day, but I feel, I feel the commitment through you guys. And I feel the love, even though I don't know y'all like personally as a couple all the time, I feel like I do. And I feel like y'all have just a strength in your marriage. And what are some of the secrets to it? Never quit, I guess. I mean, I, I know that sounds, uh, um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people have taken the, the, I'm not saying the easier way, but well, we'll stay married if this and if that. And, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a commitment and not, um, you know, saying the word commitment lightly that, uh, Sarah's going to be my wife until I die. And that's, uh, you know, that that's kind of it. I don't know. It's a commitment. We, I mean, we have our troubles and our struggles and of course uh, our challenges. I guess that is that what you call fights. I don't know. What you, call <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I I never felt um, that one day is like you know what if she does that one more time you know. <laughs> uh, Here, one second. Okay. No, I wanted to add to, you know, Court said, you know, that, that no quit uh, mindset um, is I always try to remind myself when we are struggling, because we do, or we don't have this perfect, amazing relationship, but I will say there's lots of commitment there um, that I, I try to have that mindset to rejoice when things get tough and when things aren't perfect or when he's ill or when our finances are in horrible shape or, you know, we're grieving about something, whatever it is, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's going to make us stronger in the long run. And I always try to think that because, and remind myself of that because I've, I've experienced that over 10 years. Well, it should be 10 years this November, crazy enough. Oh my gosh. Um, I know it goes so fast as you know, but, um, it, it is, it's just like when we were, when we thought we weren't going to make it, you know, which we never said that, but you know, those days where you feel like, Oh my goodness, this is hard. This is hard work. And it is, it's work, but it's worth it. And any of those hard times, they made us so much stronger in the end. So in a way I try to have that mindset to rejoice when, when it's not easy. I love that, Sarah. That is such a good piece of advice because you're so right. If you weather the storm, you're so much stronger for it. So rejoice. I, I freaking love that. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up with, leave your light and basically what do you want people to know what do i want people to know oh my goodness mm. you go first there i go first <laughs> uh i guess i don't know i mean there's so much but uh, i i feel like i can't help but not go to my go-to's and that is be kind be respectful be hardworking. know that you are worthy know that you're capable and don't give up when things get hard. Keep going. You're worthy. <laughs> Amen. Cord, take I mean, us home. I, 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 I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think um, you. You definitely want people to be able to see your walk and be able to answer all the rest of the questions of like, hey, you know, 
chords X and chords Y and chords honest and chord works hard. And, and I don't want to have to be walking around waving my flag, telling people that like, I want them to see that in my way of life, that I am a good husband. I am a Christian. I am honest. So I, I think, um, maybe just, just showing it in your walk. Maybe that's, maybe that's I love it. that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to tell her. The cowboy way. Yeah. Why <laughs> the, cowboy. the cowboy way. I love it. You guys, I love you guys so much. I'm so happy we got to have this conversation. I hope I get to see y'all in the flesh and blood one day again soon. I mean, or not soon, just sometime. And I love watching you guys. I think y'all are such incredible people, examples, parents, all of it. Y'all are just lights to this world. And I feel so happy and blessed to know you both. So thank y'all for Aww. taking the time to come on here. Thank you for having us and right back at you. Yeah, you are too. <laughs> oh, well, you guys, I love you both. And tell Jet I said what's up. I haven't seen him since the Amazing Race either. One day, we got it. Maybe one day we'll do an Amazing Race reunion with all the families. That would be fun. Or at least some That'd of our be people. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll put it out there. We'll see if it comes back. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, guys. Well, thank y'all for joining me. Y'all are the best. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.